Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Nineteen sixty watt from Gregory Porter. How are you? It's me, Elliot Moss, here on Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers is the place where you will hear music, brilliant music from the Shapers of Jazz, Blues and Soul, collide with the world of business and interact with it in ways you did not think was possible, I promise you. I'll be interviewing a person who shaped the world of business, someone who is actively now doing fantastic things, has built a business and is going to continue to do so. My business shaper today is called Dominic Joseph. He's the co-founder of Captify. They're a search intelligence business doing rather well, founded four years ago. You will find out what search intelligence means, I promise you. In addition to hearing from Dominic, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. Some words of advice for your business. And on top of all of that, of course, some brilliant music from the shapers of jazz, blues and soul, including Nina Simone, blues great Albert King, and this from Mr Buddy Rich. Drums keep pounding a rhythm to the brain Charleston was once the rage, uh huh. History has been. That was Mr. Buddy Rich with The Beat Goes On. Uh, Dominic. Joseph is my business shaper, as I said earlier. He's the co-founder of Captify. They're a search intelligence business. I promise we will reveal what that means very shortly. But before we do, I just want to say, Dominic, you were a drummer, a professional drummer, played with lots of big acts. You played mm-hmm. at Glastonbury. Um, do you still play? Absolutely, yeah. I think you never stop playing if, you, uh, if you've learned how to, uh, to play a musical instrument. So um, I've played my whole life. I've been very lucky to grow, grow up on a drum kit and uh, signed a record deal when I was 19 years old to, uh, to Polydor Universal and... Um, did lots of touring, lots of studio time, worked with lots of fantastic musicians who'd played on uh, 25, yeah, 30 years of uh, top singles um, and learnt a, a lot about that, uh, a, lot, a lot about life and a lot about uh, working with people, um, working as a team um, and developing your own skills as well from playing an instrument. Well, that thing I just want to touch on before we go into Captify, your own skills. As a, any musician, you have to practice and practice and practice. Michael Janish was my business shaper a couple of years ago now from World Records Recordings, and he talked all about this shedding notion of Charlie Park. You go into the shed, you don't come out. What's the bit when you really made the move from being pretty good to pretty fantastic, actually? Well, I think I was, I don't think I was ever that good until it's, uh, and, you know, I don't think I ever kind of really was close to, uh, you know, mastering um, my, mastering an instrument. I think, I think what I learned from doing it, it was, it, it is an ongoing thing that lasts forever. Um, I think the, the moment where things started moving forward and I felt like I was finally breaking down some of the boundaries that were there was, was when I was doing it full time. I think, um, I, I managed to get four or five hours a day, you know, in a in a soundproof studio when I was when I was signed to the record label. No one was listening, and you're able to really open up to your own 
um, your own holes in, in your ability and the things that you have never managed to work on because you're too proud to sort of show off your faults before. And I think that's one of the key things with sport and music. I think that's is very similar in the fact that you, especially with a mass mus- muscle movement like drumming, um, you need to train and train and train and train on the things that you can't do until you can actually start doing it. And then it's amazing how you suddenly start once you've opened up to those problems and those holes you start to fill those holes and you start to really move forward um, and I think we've certainly taken that through uh, to how we run a business I think um, So tell me what Captify is in a, in a nutshell and then we're going we're to come back and hear lots more but just absolutely. so that people understand what search intelligence really means So we're, we're a technology business we um, uh, specialise in search intelligence which essentially we, we take user behaviours um, and in particular search behaviours to actually better inform advertising online so we uh, we work with major brands all over the world. Um, they serve more re- relevant ads to users uh, based on on search behaviours because search is the best indicator of intent. It shows what people are actually looking to buy, purchase, or what they're interested in, etc. Um, and then we also turn that into analytics packages as well for um, for these major brands to to essentially be able to understand their audience a little bit better. Uh, and your brands, just to, just to show off for a minute, because you probably won't. Obviously, lots of agencies that buy your services across the across the UK. Probably, I think it's around uh, over eighty in the UK, over a hundred in Europe. And then you've got clients like Allianz, Hilton, Peugeot, Radisson Hotel, Sony, Volvo. I mean, these are the biggest in the world. And you're going to find out how Dominic and his co-founder have built this business from scratch um, just four years ago when he set it up. Time for some music, though. Now it's Sea Line Woman from Nina Simone. Line woman from Nina Simone. Dominic Joes is my business shaper. He's the co-founder of Captify. They help advertisers through search identify where they should be placing their ads. Is that a fair a fair summary of yeah. part, part of your business? And the other said part you said is that this whole package is of, of analysis of what of how people use the web, where they therefore might be able to place their ads going forward, and other sorts of analytics which might help big companies. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know with with the access to uh, to search, you understand what people are uh, are interested in, what they're searching for, what their intent is, but you also understand what other things they are interested in as well. And I think that that really helps um, brands to 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 truly understand their audience who are perhaps looking for holiday somewhere or um, researching something, you, you know that also, that, you, know, you know the background either side of that to actually better inform the brand uh, as to what their, their audience is all about. Now, look, you've, you've been a musician. We, we said that you, you set up this business four years ago. What brought you to the point where you said, I'm going to run my own business and it's going to be in the digital space? How did that happen, Dominic? <laughs> well, I think... Um, I think from uh, a music career where I felt very frustrated by um, by essentially not being in control of your own destiny. I think uh, that the biggest problem with being a drummer is that um, you're still at the mercy of, of everyone else around you. are going to say, you're still at the back. Yeah, you're at the which back. Which is annoying. Yeah, behind the symbols. I, the drummers are always getting annoyed about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely have never been one to, to want to be at the front. It was it was more about, um, you know, we still don't know whether someone's going to like the, the, how it looks, how it sounds, how, as a group, etc. And, you know, really the, the, the power lies within the singer usually and, um, and the songwriters. Uh, and that wasn't my area. So um, I think uh, coming out of that experience, I kind of had a, a natural uh, desire to get into something where 
I knew if I put the amount of work in again, then I knew what the result would be. And because yeah, essentially you're the one that's in control. And if it didn't work, I was kind of fine with that because at least then it was my fault. And am I right in saying, I read, and this could be wrong, you, you dropped out of university to basically focus on this, this business, is that right? Uh, no, no, I never went to university, no. Okay. So um, uh, I went straight into music, and then uh, following that, um, uh, after that, I uh, decided that I needed to change my course and um, simply replied to an ad on, uh, on the internet um, to go and, um, to go and uh, sell advertising online, and um, it was a pretty major change. I think I played V Festival two weeks before that. And uh, How did you cope with that, that It was pretty tough. It was pretty tough. I think, um, uh, I think just kind of accepting that, uh, that music wasn't going to work out for me and uh, I think that was quite a hard decision to make um, and uh, you know I think the problem with music a lot of the time is when you do it is that everyone around you talks to you about it everyone thinks they know about music everyone everyone is involved in music because it's such a part of everyone's lives mm. and it's such a uh, it's something it's something that everyone can relate to and uh, but I that's think- that was a very brave decision would you describe yourself as a brave person was it more that you were a realist and you just kind of knew that however talented you were for your own satisfaction you couldn't carry on not being the very best of the best of the best because you still were mm. a very you know a very well respected and a very busy you know jobbing you know career drummer but yeah. you obviously that wasn't enough for you i think i realized that me- i didn't want to make music uh, money from music um okay i never played the drums to make money i never played it to uh to try and have a career i just did it because i loved it and i think when it turned into a job and you know we had one year where we were playing you know hundreds of shows in a year and you're playing the same songs over and over again and um, I found that I'd lost the spark that I used to have I used to really you know always imagine this thing and then when you do it for a living it's, it's a very different ball game so um, you know and, and like I said it comes with a lot of attention around it and you know it kind of I think in a way that stops you from being as good as you can be and I think I really enjoyed getting into a new career getting your head down you know and kind of no one knowing what you're doing I mean still people don't know my mum still says you know what do you actually do um and uh, and i like that because i can just you know you can just focus on it and you can just work with the people that do know what you're doing and can, you know can help you um and stay under the radar a little bit and uh and you know you can focus on succeeding it's the same it's exactly for me it's exactly the same process it's it's all about being as good as you can be um it's about working really well with people and taking huge inspiration from working with people um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an incredible journey that's very very similar in many ways. But uh, you know, it, it might not be you know, advertising or technology might not have been the thing when I was twelve years old. I thought I would end up doing. Um, but at, at the same time, it's um, it's hugely fulfilling in a in a very different way. Stay with me for more from my business shaper and find out how one of the UK's fastest growing startups is growing so quickly. But before that, some words of advice for your business from our program partners at Mishkondorea. My name's Jonathan Berman. I'm a partner in the corporate department at Mishkondorea. We spent a lot of time in our department dealing with people who are establishing new joint ventures. When we look at these relationships, they are much, much more likely to succeed if the participants have been through a process before they actually start working together. And it's the process rather than the documentation that's critical. And what they do is to address issues that they would generally feel uncomfortable about discussing with one another. The rationale is 
They want to get on with it and they've got a good feeling about working together. And by asking difficult questions, it, in their mind, could endanger that good feeling. But that's the wrong way of going about it. And I'll give you a couple of examples of the types of things they should be thinking about. The first is, are we looking to maintain this business as a going concern under our ownership for the foreseeable future? Or are we establishing it with a view to building it up over three years and selling it? If one's got one view, one's got the other, it leads to huge disagreement and it's one of the biggest reasons for businesses failing. The second is, what's the business intended to do? What is our vision? Is our vision joint? Do we go into the UK or are we looking to expand into Germany? Are we going into America? Are we focusing on one business product or service or are we expecting to expand beyond that? Again, having a business plan and sitting there and considering exactly how the business is intended to grow over the next few years is vital. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. This is Jazz Shapers. Every Saturday I talk to someone who's shaping the world of business. If you've missed any of the previous programmes, iTunes is your destination. Put in the words Jazz and Shapers. Lots will pop up for you. BA is another place, British Airways, or cityam.com if you fancy. Dominic Joseph is my business shaper today, previously a professional musician, now doing rather well in the world of business. Um, awards for being Young Entrepreneurs of the Year have flowed 2013. Captify was named UK's, the UK's number one startup by startups.co.uk in 2014. It was listed amongst the top 50 fast growth companies in the UK by Santander Breakthrough 50. I won't go on, but I could. An amazing set of accolades for this multi-million pound business. Dominic, you've you've been going four years now. You've obviously got a, a very strong um, relationship with your co-founder. What is it that has enabled you to do so well? You said earlier, I didn't see myself when I was twelve going into the you know the the digital space, as it were. That wasn't your dream, but is it your dream now? Is it is it what fuels you? What wakes you up and we go yes, or is it something else that's beneath that that drives you? Um, I think we touched on it a minute ago. I think it's 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 simply about understanding what uh, what opportunities you have around you, and then uh, and then succeeding at those. Going, you know, if you're going to do something, you have to be 110 percent committed. You go for it, and you make sure that uh, that you get the result you need. Um, and of course, it just t- there's just a million curveballs that come your way along along the way. I think uh, having a great uh, co-founder having a great business partner that I work with is absolutely key I think there's so many moments where if you were by yourself you would talk yourself out of doing something and I'm very lucky to have a, a fantastic guy that I work with he's a he's a, a very very ballsy entrepreneur he he really goes for everything and and this is the, Adam yes is Adam yeah Adam Ludwin and between the two of us we kind of have this relationship where we meet in them where we where we meet in the middle. It's usually the right decision, and and we kind of have a we understand um, the areas that each of us will push into, um, and we ch- we know each other's strengths. We have very clear division between our roles in the business. For instance, in a nutshell, what is that? What do you, what role do you play? What role does he play? So I'm more on the commercial and product side, and uh, Adam uh, is is much more of the uh, the um, finance, legal, infrastructural side of the business. Um, and uh, yeah, we absolutely need each other. It's uh, it's just a combination that works well um, and yeah and just, so far so good and just before we go to Albert King um, partnership better for you than being on your own or or you can't even imagine what it would have been on your own I think um, I think uh, I'm so pleased I went into a partnership I think uh, I think what having a partner pushes you into areas you wouldn't normally go into I think um, it gives you a reason to go for something if you have say, if you have someone else to say it's okay let's go for it mm-hmm. um, and and also has someone to hold you back if you're perhaps 
you know, going off on a tangent sometimes. And I think a lot of time when you're building a business, you go so far into the detail, it's very difficult to detach. Um, and we have a nice uh, situation where each of us, we don't get into the detail of each other's roles so that when we're, when, when we're able to, you know, contribute to each other's roles, um, you are slightly further detached from the, from the detail of it and from the, uh, you know, the real crux of what's going on. Um, and in many ways, you have to approach it like that. You know, I, I can liken this back to playing music. You know, one of the best music producers we work with used to come into the room you know, once every day, you know, and just say, oh, why are we, why are we doing that? That's, you know, it, and, and you get, you know, you get musicians and entrepreneurs who've gone so far down a route that they've forgotten, you know, what the actual overall uh, overarching topic is that you should be focusing what the key priorities are. So I think that we both try and approach our work with that. And, you know, a, a partnership really helps that to happen. More coming up from Dominic, my business show, but time for Mr. Albert King, and this is Kansas City. To Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come. I'm going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come. They got some crazy Kansas City from Albert King. Dominic, we've been talking about partnership. We're talking about holding each other back and pushing each other forward and all that. You had to grow your team very fast and mm. beneath you. I mean, lots of people in a short space of time. What kind of pressures has that put on you both and how have you managed them? Uh, I'd say um, it's huge pressures, yeah. It's... Uh but, but at the same time, it's the best thing about the whole thing. You know, it's the best. It's the best part of running a business is the people you work with. Um, you have a lot of responsibility on your head. You've got people's lives. You have huge costs that come with having a, a large staff base. But um, the positives just outweigh. I think when you have people around you that are better than you at your job, that you get kind of addicted to trying to find more of those kind of guys. And, do you? Uh, so you're, you're co- totally confident in the fact that what you do is what you do, but if they're better at X, Y, and Z, not a problem. Everyone in our business is better than us at all these things. That's, that's why they're there. So uh, um, it, it, I think the first couple of years when you're building a business, you're trying to do like 50 different roles at the same time, and that's actually uh, a very demanding process to go through when you start a business because uh, you know that you're only able to do each one, you know, at 20% of what could be done if someone was really specialised in this and really knew what they were doing. So actually it's a pleasure to watch that person come in to do Project A. They're at 100%, you're at 20 and they're doing it brilliantly. Absolutely. And uh, you know, I'm very proud to say that at Captify we have um, just an incredible, uh, uh, incredible amount of talent in our business. And... Um, us as founders take huge compliment from that. That's, uh, you know, the better they are, the better that we feel about how, how well the business is going. And, and we've also made sure that we've, we've always brought in people that, are, that embrace change, you know, that, that the youngest guy in the company can have just as good a guy, an idea or better idea than someone who's been doing it for 30 years. And uh, what's important is to, create, um, is to create depth within the business so that you have, you have you know, young um, passion and, you know, no, no previous experiences weighing down decisions, etc. Combined with older guys, and you know um, that they can learn from, and then there's a, there's a good learning process and a good structure to how those those younger that younger talent develops. No, you obviously respect this group of people immensely. I can tell. In a nutshell, what would they say about you as the, as one of the bosses and the founders? Uh, he uh, smiles <laughs> wistfully. <laughs> um, I think um, you know. I uh, hopefully they hopefully they they feel like they've learned a lot. I think I think that I don't think anyone in our company could say that they haven't learned from being in our business. And um, 
Uh, I think we're all very lucky to uh, to, to have that. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that they, they feel that they've got support and they've, they've got, um, you know, kind of, you know, I think young inspiration, I think is quite good. You know, I think if they can feel that um, when they're when they're my age, that they can they could have they, they understand how how business is made from nothing. Um, I think that they I think that'd be great. And I think you know, Adam and I both feel like one of the best things we would love is if if, if our co- you know if the members of staff um, go on to do great things in the, in in whatever industry it might be, if they're able to buy houses, you know, that's that's for us is just hugely fulfilling. Fantastic. We'll have a final chat with Dominic. Um, plus, play a track from Madeline Peru. That's coming up after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. The lovely Madeline Peru with Don't Wait Too Long. Dominic Joseph's been my business shaper today and he will be for just a few more precious minutes. You've got quite grown up, Dominic. You're a young man. You've been running this business since you were in your late 20s. You've just raised a bunch of money. These are very grown up things to be doing at a pretty young age. How have you managed it in your from an emotional perspective? Do you have people that you talk to outside of the business, other people inside apart from Adam that you can lean on? Because these are big things, not just technically, not just commercially, but actually to, to kind of cope with. Your own success must be kind of hard to cope with. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's the success that's hard to cope with because I don't think we ever think of it like that or ever see that. I think we uh, a lot of what we talk about is the stresses and the pressures and, and you know the things that are hard to cope with. I think it's made a lot easier by um, by having a supportive wife. I have a, f- a fantastic wife who uh, knows nothing about technology or advertising, but knows a lot about um, emotions and people. Um, and uh, without her, a lot of what, what a lot of what we've done would have been uh, very difficult for me personally. Um, but also friends and family, of course. But we've also surrounded ourselves with guys that have done it before as well. So we've, we've built a fantastic advisory board at the business. Um, we have uh, guys that have built businesses from nothing. We have senior guys from within the industry that have been running the, the biggest co- companies in our industry. And I think, I think in many ways, actually, because we were 28 and 27 at the time, we kind of needed to compensate for our lack of experience um, by by going to bring them in, and I think. How did you get them? How did because that's a very smart move to make, and often people, the most successful people I've interviewed, have said mm. it's all about your mentors, especially as you're yeah. a young entrepreneur. How how did you have the balls to go and approach these big big names? Well, I mean, we just we just approached them, and we were just we found out pretty quickly that um, that people were up for it, you know. And I think I, I think as I would definitely advise anyone else who's starting a business, if you've got a fantastic product, if you've got an idea. That it's a really good, credible idea, then you can actually attract pretty heavyweight people who are up for getting into something earlier stage. A lot of senior people in in any industry are um, often frustrated by their lack of being able to really make a difference at the business. And you know, the only way they're they're ever going to really get that is by going to the start of another business. And every business starts at some point, so you can really get uh, you know it is possible to get people in. Just have to have a chat with them. 
that sounds easy. I'm sure it wasn't quite as easy, but you make it sound very easy. <laughs> um, and just looking towards the future, you're, do you have aspirations to sell this business? Is it not? Do you not think about that? Is it about uh, lifestyle business? What is it? What is it for you that's going to keep you going? Is it just simply to do a better job and create better products and, and watch the team around you grow? Or is it a bit more than that? I think we've 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 had to just purely focus on adding value into our industry. I mean, we've built a product that that works. Um, we've spent a lot of time and energy building technology that is absolutely brilliant, and um, you know that that gives us um, a, a huge. A hugely powerful position uh, with how we grow this business. It has when you grow a business, it has to go. You have to have a spine to your product and make that your absolute, absolute bread and butter. And then all the commercial stuff works around it. Um, and uh, we, we've done well to do that. And um, I think we we just we're just focused on making sure that we continue to add value globally to brands all around the world. And at the moment, we've only really focused on Europe so far. So our next challenge is to take this uh, to take this all around the world and 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 you know and work with more and more brands and evolve what we do. One thing that has been consistent at our company is that we're constantly changing, even though there's an underlying um, spine to what we do. So, uh, yeah, we're not thinking about exit. We're not thinking about anything too far down the line, who we might work with down the line, etc. We're just focused on, uh, on being as successful as we can. What a good story and a nice, uh, straightforward uh, attitude as well. Listen, thank you so much for joining me. Just before I let you go, what have you chosen to for us to listen to and why have you chosen it? Uh, I've chosen uh, one of my favourite songs of all time. It's well, probably my favourite song of all time, actually. I've listened to it um, probably 10,000 times and, uh, and know every single note off by heart and uh, grew up with this as a child with my mum and dad playing this in the car. Um, and I think it's just, uh, it's, it's a painting. It's, a, it's an absolute story of a song. And uh, uh, the song is Riders on the Storm by The Doors. And here it is. Riders on the Storm from The Doors, of course. Song choice of my business shaper today, Dominic Joseph. Brave man, someone who moved from the world of music to the world of business. Clarity that partnership was a key thing for him and his partner as they have created a fantastically successful business. And the desire to be inspiring to those around him. What a wonderful mix of things for him. Thank you very much for joining me. Hope you join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday for another edition of Jazz Shapers. Meantime, stay with us here on Jazz FM. Coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mish Rea. It's business, but it's personal.